Jay right in your face. Welcome back to the Fadeaway Podcast, episode number 30. Steph Curry. Steph Curry, Steph baby. Curry, Del Curry, all the Currys. All the Currys. Except for Seth. Seth? Seth wears, some, wears like three. He, he bounces around here. I think he's wearing multiple numbers. I don't know. I don't have it at the top uh, of my head. I don't want to assume because I made a fool of myself before. <laughs> Nonetheless, we are brought to you by the Ball is Life Podcast Network. I'm your host, Fatty. I got my boys Aid here with me. We are back in front of the cameras. Yeah. I know it's been a bit. Took a week off. I've seen these beautiful the faces. Took a week off from the cameras, but did not take a week off from the content because not at all. it ain't easy being the content kings. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot to talk about. Always is a lot to talk about, especially around this it's time. Get, it, I'm not going to lie to you, though. It's, it's dwindling slowing, a little it's bit. Slowing down. It's kind of sad down, because it's, yeah. it's a telling tale because there, there are two teams now remaining. We are headed to the NBA finals, but uh, let's unpack mm-hmm. a little bit, man. Um Actually, you know what? Why don't we have a we just tell the people we went on a bike ride, you know, <laughs> uh, kick, yeah. kicked our behind today. I think the wind was a little crazy, but it was, was your weekend, us. man. Happy Canada Day. Happy Fourth of July. July. Can I even say happy Canada Day? Well, we'll go with it for now. Happy First of <laughs> July. Happy Fourth of July. Happy all the Julys. Uh, but how's your weekend, man? How's your long weekend? It was good, man. It was it was long. It's still going today. Today's the last day of the week of, of the weekend, but it's nice to have a good break. Um, it sucks that now the now even the, the games are slowing down. There's not as many games going on because of the finals and the and the and the, and the, the semis are done. But um, it was good. How about you, man? It was nice. It was uh, I got a lot of cycling done this weekend. Yeah, of I call it biking, but people say cycling, and I feel like they're kind of politely telling me, "Yo, it's not biking." Like we're not kids anymore. <laughs> so I've, I cycled this weekend and uh, enjoyed being outside, man. Just you know, I'm happy that summer's here. Yeah, it was enjoy all 30 minutes of it. It wasn't raining as bad as we thought it would be the whole week. It was sometimes. Listen, but. I, I had a beef because I put out a tweet. Like, you can Google maps if I'm going like six hours away. Yeah. To the ET, like to the minute they'll get my ETA down. Right. But they can't get the weather down. But they can't get the weather down, bro. Like, every day, rain, all day. No, it isn't, Doug. I mean, weather. <laughs> no, it isn't. But anyways, let's, uh, let's unpack... Because there's a lot of uh, NBA stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, man, the, the finals is here. So uh, let's start with the Western Conference Finals because mm-hmm. that one's uh, – since the last time we talked, there were, it was a 3-1 series when we were last on here. Yeah. So pretty much just dead in the water. Um, at that point, though, I'm not going to lie to you, 3-1 series are tricky because you give up that game and you go down 3-2 – it, it's, it, it changes the series. Still. Buddy, does it yeah. test you? Yeah. And, yeah. and with those young guys, like, you start to question, right? So what did you see from those games? Because the Clippers won the game right after we recorded, and yeah. then Phoenix killed it a couple of days I, later. But what did you see? I thought Phoenix was going to close it out that game. I thought they had the momentum. Everything was good. Chris Paul doesn't want to mess around with 3-1. Uh, so I thought he'd come out the gate strong. But the Clippers fought a way of, you know, found a way to win the game, and they, and they fought. And they, they you, know, you know, PG you know, kept, kept his head high. Um, the best playoffs play performance of his career. Yeah, so he 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 knew what they needed to to do in order to win that elimination game, and they and they won. Um, but obviously, you know, ended in games, ended in six games. Um, they the, the Suns looked more ready for that game six. Like, you know what? It's down to business now. Like you know, maybe game five they've been nervous, or game five they've been nervous, especially with Chris Paul fumbling all three ones, o twos, whatever it may be. So um, yeah, they they went on win it and. I want to talk about the last game uh, at the end of the game when um, 
uh, uh, Pat Bev pushed CP in the back. It was oh man, like do you expect anything less? He gives me reasons to hate him. Like you know, you're at this point, you're you're just tossing them in front of me, right on my lap, right? So, you know, honestly, what I hated about that was that he's been talking the most crap the whole series, and then once someone says something to him, and he's like, "Bro, lose, just lose." With class, gracefully, you know, lose gracefully. Don't be a sore loser about it. He apologized on Twitter after the fact, but even that was like a weak apology. Yo, that was a weird apology. He's like, it's not for you, so who's it for? Yeah, he just it was a weak apology. I feel like we're misunderstanding some lingo here. Maybe some lingo, but even then, like, bro, like he, it just didn't look, it didn't seem genuine. But that's the kind of guy he is, man. Like, bro, you can't lose your head for it. He deserves that. That's a that's a that push. Like, yeah, sure, it's just a push, but that can just cause any sort of like. Harm. You can never know. You never know. There's people around him. He can go knee on knee, head to knee with somebody. Whatever could happen. So he deserves a suspension. He's in. He, yeah, that was he's, he's missing one game whenever he's eligible yeah, to play. But yeah. uh, I want to just talk about game five for a second because before we uh, destroy the Clippers, I want to give <laughs> some flowers out mm-hmm. uh, because PG balled out, man. He had 41 points, 13 assists. I mean, 13 rebounds. Yeah. Six assists. He missed four shots the whole night yeah. or five shots. He was 15 of 20. Yeah. That is an incredible game way to come out. And and honestly, you know, like prior to five years ago, the 3-1 comeback thing was it was archaic, right? It never happened. Yeah. And then you have like in the last five years, it just keeps happening. Mm. Right. Like if every playoffs, I feel like we've had a 3-1 comeback. I don't know if we've had one this playoffs uh, yet. No, not yet. But probably. last playoff. Denver did it twice. Twice, yeah. Right? And then you have the Clippers gave one up. The Warriors gave one up. Yeah. Like, it's starting to happen more and more, right? So, especially with a young team, you go down 3-2, Paul George is unstoppable. Yeah. He did. Uh, not just that. Marcus Morris, 22 points. Reggie Jackson, 23, 23. points. Yeah. DeMarcus gave him 15 off the bench. Good minutes. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. I was getting a little Worried. shooketh because you got a lot of first timers. You got Mikhail Bridges, you got Devin Booker, you got DeAndre Ayton, you got and and one thing I want to say about Ayton, game 5, who didn't play? Zubots. Yeah. And they were forced to go small. Yeah. And it worked. It was he was unplayable at that Aiton point. Ayton yeah. struggled that game. I want yeah. to get his stat line up right now. Ayton had 10 points. He was minus 22 that game. Yeah. He was really struggling. So he, he just wasn't getting the looks and took nine did, shots. It, it, yeah, he just wasn't getting in the proper positions to 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 to, yeah. to, to play his game. It, it was tough for him. You, so you all the that. all these things combined, I was shaking in my boots. I was like, they you know what? This, yeah. this sounds to me like it could very well turn into a three-one comeback. Yeah. Uh, but and then they came we. Oh, they they've been in comeback situations, right? But then game six happens, and the greatness. Oh wow! The great, the ageless wonder, Chris Paul, Christopher Paul. Is it Christopher? I wonder. Is it Christian? I, I don't know. Chris Paul. 41. Wow. wow. He goes what? off. He ensures they win that what game. What a game. It. 41 points, 16 of 24. Mm. What did you see from CP that game? He had 31 in the second half. Just dominance, man. He just like he came out with the will to win, and now it's what was missing from game five. He just didn't come out with that same fire, that same energy. He played with that sense of urgency. He played his game, um, and he just dominated. He, so Chris, Chris has those times where – you know, you know, yeah, he's like a pass first kind of guy. He's known to be a great playmaker, but when he wants to win, he's just gonna take the ball in his hands and he's gonna go hoop and he's gonna kill it. So, just he played pretty much like a perfect game, especially from the standpoint where you know you want to. You, that's what you want from a closeout game. That's what mm-hmm. you want from your leader. So, yeah, deserved it. He he just you know demolished everybody. You and see the the post game interview. They're like, uh, I think it was Rachel Nichols, mm-hmm. and she asked him. She was like, "What uh, 
what was going through your mind? You had 31 points in the second half. Like things, they kind of did start a little slow. Yeah. And uh, she said, like, what, what was the attitude you had? And he's like, the, the can't lose attitude. Yeah. Or uh, must win attitude, or something along those lines. Yeah. But just saying, like it's I can't lose this game. He needs it because if you, I'm it, telling man. you, if you lose that game, it's it, the momentum swings all the way to the of team course. that made the comeback. Of course, uh, they ha- and I think at that point, no, no, sorry, they would have been home in, it in been Phoenix, home. It right? Been Phoenix. Uh, a couple things too. D book 22 points. He did shoot a little bit in inefficiently. Yeah, he's uh, had he, a roller coaster of a series this series. But I'll tell you what, man, he takes 26 shots. He he's not afraid to take a shot. Yeah, I'm and, okay with that. And he's the kind of guy who can go zero for ten, mm. and when you need those last three shots, he can go He'll two hit. for three. He'll hit. Yeah. And that's just who D Book is, and you need a guy with that confidence mixed with a guy with CP's composure. But I want to ask you a question, bro, because mm. I feel like it's gonna again everything I say. They're gonna say you're a hater. You hate greatness. Yeah. I already know Hanna's gonna feel some type of way. He's gonna your first. Kyle, now Chris, you're a hater. But I want to ask you something, man. Because you're a Chris Paul guy, right? No, but I ish. I, I, I ish. We appreciate him. I appreciate him, yeah. Is Chris Paul getting uh, what's the what's the word of when you when you become innocent of your uh Kira, what what is it? The word when you're like innocent of something, when you're uh free freed of the charges of something. Who? Whatever. <laughs> Are people giving Chris Paul too much credit mm-hmm. for Phoenix's success mm-hmm. and also giving too much flack to James Harden, Blake Griffin, his former teammates saying it was their fault that they couldn't yeah. do it because look what he's doing now. Because I feel mm-hmm. like there's a lot of these guys are getting destroyed on one hand, but also like he's- D-Book has been here for time. D-Book did the legwork. D-Book was there when they were the worst team in the league. Yeah. And everyone's talking about CP. Do you feel like I, I'm hating? CP, or, CP. or is this deserved because of his legacy? Man, uh, sometimes the stars just have to align for a team, and that's what that's what makes it. CP coming to, to Phoenix, no doubt, helps them a lot. Uh, reuniting with, with, with Monty helps them a lot. They've been together already. So, like, CP just coming alone and changing the attitude of the team. He, he, Aiden has credited him for, for changing his work ethic. For being hard on him, um, and I'm sure it's not just DeAndre and that 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 he be- that benefited from that. So I, I don't like the, the 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 latter half where it's like, okay, oh, CP went to this team and look what he could do. These guys went to this team and now they're all duds. Now they're all out, bro. It, it, it t- it's, it's so it's definitely hard. an interesting point. It's an interesting point, but it's so hard. The stars have to align for you to win. Like that team built in Phoenix is like the perfect team. Yeah, in okay, Phoenix. but but listen, listen. From the perspective of he had beef with Blake, and that oh, is what caused oh, no, the Clippers. Man. That is that is on sure, record. That, that's that's factual history. Mm-hmm. And then now you look at Blake four years later. He, he sucks. Chris Paul's yeah. still balling out. Yeah. And then he had you know the issues with Harden. They couldn't play together. That's mm-hmm. ultimately why he ended up getting traded. Mm-hmm. And where's Harden at now? Partnered up with you know two of the, you know, two of the best players in the league. Mm-hmm. And again, fat, out of shape. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. It's an interesting point, man, because CP right now, but I think, the look, that side of it, I don't have as much of a, a, an issue with because yeah. I like the ruffle feathers. Yeah. But I think, man, like D-Book needs to be the guy here. And then if if not more than CP, then just as much as CP. I understand his journey mm-hmm. uh, as a player, but when you talk about Phoenix, like. It's D-Book. This is the Suns, like. 
Three years ago, we were laughing at them, bro. If they came up on the pot, I guarantee we scoffed. Okay. Yeah. The Suns. If, if, if they you know, came up. You know what's really going to est- help establish that is who gets finals MVP. That is going to help establish who gets. You know what's going to help it, us out? It, we it, should get Tom on the show. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll tell or you. Completely real, un, unbiased fan, opinion. Um, but that, that, that getting the finals MVP is a big deal, man. If you don't, like Steph, one of the biggest things for CP's Steph is... CP's going to get his storyline, bro. Storyline beats everything. So that's and you the, think about it, D-Book, huh? he's early in his career. D-Book has to ball out to get MVP. Like, but is ball. It, but do you think like 40 again. three, four years down the line, we're going to look back at it and be like, this is exactly like Iguodala getting it over Steph Curry? No, I don't think so. Because Chris was a legend. Like, it... If he just gets twenty and ten and win, he's in. He's gonna get the MVP. It's e- much easier for him just because, like you said, the storyline is there. He's been around. He's been doing this. He's the leader on that team. It's he's already got it made for him. D book has to ball out to even come close to winning it. Another another interesting question for you. Mm-hmm. So one guy that's uh, interesting stat line to to note: six for eleven, nineteen points. Who am I? Five threes that game. Who am I on the Phoenix Suns? Hint. I only make the playoffs wherever oh, Jay? I go. Jay, Jay, Jay Crowder he's a needs big deal, man. He's to be a big talked deal. about a little yeah. bit more because Jay Crowder, wherever Jay Crowder goes, he wins. He ends up being in the playoffs and yeah. playing. He was just in the finals last year. He's back in the finals this year. Yeah, is Jay Crowder the X factor for this team in the finals? Definitely one of them. I mean, he, if he's firing and he's playing well, he, ha- he he's for sure an important piece, man. They rely on him a lot defensively and just to knock down threes, man. There's so many times where. CP is doubled, D book is doubled, and they just they need a three, Stress they need a shot, yeah. and he hits him in the corner, he hits him on the wings. Um, His confidence is key. He's, he's 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 yeah, he's a guy you'd love to have on that team. So if he's hitting and he's firing, man, like that's a big deal. But they have so many X factors on their team that can step up at any point. Bridges can step up at any point. Even Torrey Craig will have moments where he can step up at, at some point. Congratulations to him. He's a champion. Campaign. Regard, campaign will step up. Yo, we got to shout out our boy Abdelnader, bro. He played good minutes, Alf, bro. Alf he Mabruk. played great minutes, Alf man. Mabruk, Habibi. Wow. Alf Mabruk. wow. The Egyptian Egyptian native. Second born in Egyptian. Alexandria. Yeah, that's hilarious, man. That's born in Alex Skenderia. Like our boy, PK. Shout out to he played, yo, he played great minutes, man, def- defensively especially. He was yeah, they there. love him, bro. CP comments on his picks. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine, though, being that j- the random Egyptian guy who just moved here? You're on a team with CP. You're going to the that's finals. Amazing. Like That's, that's incredible, man. He's living man. the life, man. He's living the dream. This guy but. beat all the odds, man. I need um, to know what his dad did. Uncle, <laughs> <laughs> Kalemni. Um no, like man, they have so many X factors, so many guys who like who know how to play their roles and can play it well. They're so they're a deep team, so it's for sure. Jay is for sure one of the biggest ones, and and there's so many guys who can be at yeah. on that team. Uh, interesting uh, thing I want to know too in the in the post game speech when they were getting their trophy. Yeah, they asked CP like his main reasons for why he came to Phoenix. Mm. Obviously, he ended up saying D Book is the main reason I came. He got that light skin dude over there, mm. D Book. But he he mentioned an interesting name, bro. He mentioned uh, I think it was Etwan Moore or Langston Galloway. It was either it was one of those two names, and he's mentioned both of them throughout the year, but. It makes you just think, man, like the eighth to ninth guy on the team yeah. can recruit a guy like CP. Like <laughs> you have Aiton, you have Bridges, you have J- – well, he ended up saying Jay Crowder, but you have all these guys. Yeah. And it comes down to like an Etoile Moore, like a seasoned professional. And I think the, the role of the vets it's is huge. Still, it's man. huge. It's and it's showing because both sides have great vets, man. Yeah, I agree. And, and um it, what, what I remember was saying when Chris Paul first went there in the beginning of the year, I'm like, man, uh, it's a great move for the Suns, great new, great move for Chris, but I want him to go to a championship contender. 
I was like, ah, they're not gonna, you know, they're not gonna make that much noise. But they're the favorite. They're, the, fa- they're the favorite in the finals. So um, it, it turned out to be a great move, and it, that's what I mean by all the stars fitting into place, man. Like, like what a line. Like you, you go back reunite with Monty, Monty, legendary coach. You guys had your time back like ten years ago. Ten years ago, come back, lead a team of young guys, finals. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. sometimes, literally, that's that, the amount of luck it takes to win. It, it's insane. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Congratulations to the Phoenix Suns. We're we're gonna recap the finals in a little bit, mm. uh, but let's move on and talk about the Eastern Conference Final Series. Yeah. Uh, or actually, you know what? Before we get there, let's talk about Phoenix or uh, the Clippers' future. Yeah, because I think they have a lot of things that uh, they got to decide come this off season. So a couple things to note: Kawhi is a free agent this off season. Is it a player option? Uh, yeah, I believe it's a player option. Yeah, but I mean, he's injured all the time. He's gonna want to take that deal. So he should. He's expected to decline uh, his option and take that, you know, take a take a look at free agency. A lot of people think he's going to re-up, so that's one interesting thing. Reggie Jackson is up for a payday that I don't know that they can afford, so they uh, might end up walking, go watching him walk away. Yeah. So I want to know, man, like, if you're if you're Steve Ballmer right now, you did what you did for the last two years. You know, Kawhi comes with a certain amount of baggage in terms of his neediness, his uh, constant injury, his. Yeah. He's he's a diva. Like I don't know. It is what it is. He's the biggest diva in the NBA. Uh, Do you re up Kawhi or do you try to test free agency and get someone else to pair up with PG? Because at this point, LA is is a hot market, and whether you want to call it what the Clippers, whatever floppers, whatever you want to call them, they've been relevant for at least ten years now. Yeah. So you can definitely try to attract some talent. Where like where would you go as Balmer? Man, sometimes it's it does more harm than good to, to bring on a superstar like Kawhi, man. Like, the 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 the, the demands, the displeasure with the uh, with the with the the training the training people, the training staff. Um, he doesn't even sit on your bench when he's injured. He goes sits in the in the in the in the royal uh, mind blowing royal box seats. So, like, it's like, yo, what good does this guy do for your team? I get it. He's a superstar player. You know, top five when healthy in the NBA. It's it's debatable. But what do you like? What do you do when he's not playing? And then what do you do when he has all these demands? And then you also have to deal with him not playing as many games or many minutes as in in, in the regular season. So is he a championship guy? Does he want to? Ironic because he, he is really a championship is, guy. But is. at this point in his career, is that he is a still? Question. Is he still right? And I, you know, I don't. Is he worth all the marbles? I don't. Yeah. And then you look at the first round and what he did in the first round, and you're like, man, this guy is special. He's so good though. That's but, the problem. It's it's such a it's like a tear like. You're torn. You're also, torn it's a little bit sketchy. So we really don't know anything about this injury. Like he's keeping it under wraps. very under wraps, and yeah. like, are you even allowed to do that? Come free agency, because like, I feel like you have to disclose this stuff if someone's about to offer you a if, contract. If another team is going to offer you it, for sure, I assume you're going to have to. Uh, oh, they the got to do it physical anyway, so yeah. they'll find everything out there. But the Clippers will know. But it's like, uh, if I'm Steve Ballmer, I I also just can't see you getting someone better than Kawhi. And that's where the main issue is. Like, who are you really going to get to come to play with PG that's better than Kawhi in the league? KD's not coming. LeBron's not coming. Giannis is not coming. Who Bradley Beal? Kawhi? Like, I, I, I know. I get it. At least, you're getting, at least you'd be getting Bradley for probably I, you, a cheaper you price than you would be getting Kawhi. Up, but no? it's, just, it's a fair thing to ask, like, yeah. where is he at now career-wise? Is he going to come back from this? Is he going to be able mm-hmm. to play... 
I think he'll be fine. Just a regular injury, but it's just like he doesn't just doesn't seem though? like he wants to play, man. Is it though? Because a lot of Trust. people for a bit were like, "Oh, ACL structural," and then, "Oh, we don't know it's a sprain." Uh, no, he'll be fine. I think he'll be fine. He, he looked tough, fine. Um, he didn't play. I, if so. I'm a fan bomber at this point, you're honestly you're not gonna get better than a Kawhi Leonard. So you're gonna roll the you're gonna roll the dice. At least he's gonna sell you tickets. At least he's gonna bring yeah. people. He's gonna bring people to the games. He might not play all of them, but he'll still bring people to the games. He'll still be hype around the Clippers. Um, and that's you know the, the end goal for for a guy like Bomber. Obviously, he wants to win. This guy's the most passionate dude in the world. Um, but yo, you, re- you as as crappy as it is to have him on the team, you resign him. You can't do any better than him. Yeah. Do you think he stays? Yeah. It's L.A., bro. He wants to be in L.A. I, I just don't I, think he has that fiery passion to go and start up somewhere else. He has no problem with a second round exit. No problem with any round exit. No problem with the first round, third round, whatever it may be. So he's just there. He's he's playing well. He's a superstar when he wants to play, and then he collects his checks, right? It doesn't look like he yeah. wants to play or want to start something new, like you said, and, and be away from home. So you yes, sign sir. up, that's it. Yes, sir. Let's talk about the Eastern Conference Final. Recap it. So last time we came on here, I foolishly said, Atlanta's not <laughs> winning another game again. Of course. And then what happens the next night? They win, they win. game four. Uh, I texted you in quotations. They're not going to win another game, as in like I'm clowning myself. Yeah. Because I tend to do that before people clown me. Uh, but man, they won Game Four, and I was very surprised. Trey Young didn't play, uh, so let's go through it because I think that they had a lot of different guys step up that game. Kevin Herter, uh, Lou Will had a big game. Bogdanovich mm-hmm. had a big game. Started the game. Clint Capella. Then you had Cam Reddish off the bench. Cam Reddish, man, Cam Reddish has he came back and he's been impressive. I, I love that he's getting an opportunity. He hasn't gotten an opportunity since February, and he's ha- he's one of those guys who was drafted in the lottery and had a lot of hype. Um, and a lot thought he can. A lot of people thought he can do, he can do well. And Nate, like I think Nate, people have talked about Nate giving him confidence. Oh, Nate uh, said he playing. reminds him of a young Paul George. Yeah. So, and he had I think twenty one in the elimination game. He did. Um, yeah, he had double digits in pretty much every game he played. Right. But uh, so he's he's that, killed that, it. That's a great sign for the team, man. That team going forward is is gonna. But stay it's scary special. because payday is gonna be scary for all these young young kids, man. And. A Kwang Wu John Collins. On the X. A Kong Wu Herder. This kid. John. Johnny. John turned on 90 million. He's going to get over Bogey. He's going to get 110. Bogey's already on. on a contract. Anyways. I don't know. If, is, he not on, is, he, is he on contract or no? Yeah, they got yeah. him last year. Okay. Um, they, that's the thing. They have a really great, deep, young team. Um, we'll see who's due for a payday. We know for sure right now John Collins is due for a payday. He's going to get paid this summer. How much are they going to pay? Trizzy. Trey will get that money. Herder, I think maybe they can convince to stay for cheaper. They can probably get him for cheaper. Um, he, I'm sure he'll, he'll continue to to kind of be an asset for that team. But Okwangu, why just Cam Reddish be a James Harden situation? That'll be wild. That would be wild. That'll be very interesting. He's got he's got the great build. He's got the athleticism. Slow rookie year, but he played yeah. a great second year. Yeah. Unfortunately, he was hurt. DeAndre Hunter was hurt. Another young guy who yeah. might need to get paid. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, very good drafting, very good position for Atlanta to be in. I think they can make another run next year. It's a good, um, it's a good problem to have too much talent, to be honest. At least you get to pick and choose. Yeah. You know, yeah, sure, you might go wrong with one or two, whatever. But it, it's definitely a good problem to have. And yeah. for a guy like Nate McMillan, you bring him back on a, on a four-year deal. Uh, they signed him today, right? Yep. Pretty much today. Congratulations, um, Nate. Congrats, Nate. He deserves that. You know, um, so a, a young guy to st- uh, sorry, a great coach to stay with the young core. To grow and develop the young core, I think it's great. They're going to have a great, you know, future. Absolutely, man. And then uh, game five and six, just as we had expected, uh, just as we had predicted prior to the game four uh, mishap there. The Bucks didn't come out 
in Game Four. You yeah. know what I mean? The, the 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 Hawks were playing hungry, playing like they had to win. And it also, was the Bucks, did. like Giannis, got hurt in Game Four, so that yeah, could have been a, a thing on their minds as well. Mm. And it ended up coming down to the wire, but uh, actually, it didn't really come no, down to no, the wire at all. That uh, but yeah, that game. game five and six, they took care of business. Giannis didn't play. Yeah. Um, and Boyd did not unlock a couple of guys. Drew Holiday, twenty five points, thirteen assists finally, in Game Five. Finally, uh, twenty six points, thirteen ass- thirteen rebounds, eight assists. Two steals, one block for Chris Middleton, who, again, caught fire. Uh, Brooke Lopez, 33 wow, points, yeah. wow. seven rebounds. And Bobby Portis, the man of the hour. They're chanting Bobby know, in the building. I Bobby know. Portis, ironically enough, playing the same role that Miritich used to play for the Bucks. Hilarious. 22 points, eight rebounds. Incredible. Shot nine for 20, so it's impressive that they're giving him 20 touches, but man. It's a lot. Bobby Portis has him. been an amazing, amazing add on this series, and I think, um, you know what? Charles said it, and it kind of sounds cruel. I don't fully agree with it, but he did say something about Giannis's injuries, like the best thing that happened for uh, unlocking Drew Holiday and unlocking these guys because Drew Holiday killed it in the elimination game. They just mm-hmm. came out, and they were – they weren't firing. about to lose it. You know, they were like, you know, we're going to make the finals today. Uh, it's set in stone for us. Drew Holiday at 27 points, yeah. nine assists in that game. Chris Middleton, 33 points. Again, had like 16 straight to start the third quarter. His runs have been in, he's insane. So, like, it, it, he's, he's good. He's not streaky, but he, get, he can just catch fire. Yep. And he can just take over a quarter for you, take over a period, time period for you. And he can, like, his offensive game is really good, man. He can shoot from anywhere on the floor. He can get to the basket. Yeah, um, I think just great handle for for a guy his size. To, to Charles's point, I think what he's saying is, it does like when it Giannis is on the court, there's an onus to get him the ball. Yeah, he's Giannis. Yeah, so all these guys they stand around, they don't really do as much. Yeah, but when it's like, okay, he's not here, we gotta step up and do our thing. That's when you see the depth in this team. You got three, four guys that can get you twenty points. That's a great position to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, Giannis, I think there was a report that he made significant strides, yep. but there's a chance that he doesn't play. Uh, so when we talk predictions, we'll, we'll look into that. But, um, man, shout out to the Atlanta Hawks. What a Cinderella story of a yeah. season. Uh, to get your coach fired and you were under 500, and then to get a new – to, to have an interim coach, turn it around, win 20 games above 500, yeah. go to the conference final – uh, Trey Young had a magnificent run. He got his bag. John Collins, oh, no all these guys. So it's just good to see. It's good for the league yeah. to see a mid-market team uh, get to that level mm-hmm. and to see the youth, man. Like, I just – shout-outs to Atlanta. They have nothing to hang their heads on, even mm-hmm. if they lost 4-0. Yeah. It's, it, and it Trey couldn't great, even play the full series, yeah, too. Yeah, he got like, hurt, man. You know, so it's a, it's a, and it's they were a missing DeAndre Hunter. I think fully fully healthy, they make a run. And they make a run knows, for sure. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, I want to ask you, though, heading into the offseason, what's your priority? I know we, we already talked about Nate. Nate, they so got now done. It's, Great. Now it's the unspeakable. Uh, not unspeakable. The word is, uh, I don't know the word. I'm off <laughs> on my words today, bro. I'm very slow. Yeah. Uh, but definitely John Collins John. is the obvious one that we're yeah. going to go with there. So do you give him everything? Do you... He wants everything. He Do made you that hold clear. back, let him walk, and, and go somewhere else? No. He made that clear. He wants everything, and he played like he was everything for that team too. So uh, you said earlier in the year that, or maybe in the middle of the year that you saw him becoming like a Paul George kind of guy. I think that's what you were talking about. You were talking about Johnny being able to develop a full offensive game um, and adding that to his athleticism. I think he can do it. You know, I think he can be a great wing to have. He, he plays that, you know, like that wing to four position. 
Um, he rebounds really well, plays really hard. If he just adds more to his offensive game, he has a jump shot and uh, as mid range, he can be a re- he can be a star in the league, man. So he turned out ninety. He's gonna get what well, now one ten was whatever a hundred million dollar deal for sure. So they have to, man. They have to. They have to re up re him up. Do you, Do you think that this is a fluke run, like a Miami Heat esque run, or do you think that these guys can can come back and and, and make it back to the conference finals, or at least? You know, depending on who they play, so they compete, can be, around. be a competitive team. They can be a competitive team, man. I think they can they can still do it. They they convincingly beat the Knicks. Um, I guess it depends where they match up in the, in the standings. If the Knicks ever make it to that high again, I think it's fourth fourth in the East. Um, when you really think about it, the the Hawks went from a team that would be happy with a first round exit to a team that heavily, now bro. probably wants a second round minimum. Yeah, yeah, and they beat a tough. Sixers team, man, that was convincing too. So, I, I don't know if they'll be making the Eastern Conference Finals consistently. Um, there's still a bunch of teams that are, can still be good. The Heat, who knows if they have a better season? If they get, if they add guys, if they become healthier, um, they give teams a, a run runs for the money. The Sixers, who knows what changes they'll make? Um, so, there's a bunch of teams in the mix for that Eastern Conference Finals spot. So, um, but I do think a realistic expectation going forward is a second round. Making it to the second round, I think they're they're definitely capable of doing that. And this year is great experience for them. It's so what's phenomenal. your what do you grade them? Oh, like A plus plus. I'll give them A plus. A plus. Like they overachieved heavily. They they turned it around heavily. Um, Eastern Eastern Conference Finals. Like that's yeah. that's, that's ridiculous. Look, Good there's for them, man. there's a man that's uh, he's known for grading pizzas, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he says you can never give a ten. Because there's no room for you know there's anybody. no room for improvement, so I can't give an A plus personally. Yeah, because what's better than A plus? You can A plus, a plus, plus. Eh, not yeah. really. <laughs> this is in private school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that a low key funny joke, bro. I was expecting a little bit more of a laugh because you know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's talk about the finals, man. What's your, uh, what's your grading? What's your grading before we go on? My grading for After them? all that you don't give us a grading, bro. Come a on, minus. A minus. Because they definitely overachieve, but I think that there's things that they can do to tweak and get course, better. Yeah. And we talked a little bit about that with regards to what Trey's got to do. And then mm. give him a full season with this coach and this roster and who healthy knows? and yeah. an off season. And who knows what these kids can do. And just mm. give give Trey time to heal. And, and, you know, that experience and going through a game seven and going through comebacks and all of that them. builds the character. So yeah. that's that's great. It was a great run for them. Let's talk finals, bro. Yeah. The NBA Finals is among us. The Phoenix Suns, their first trip since 1993. The Milwaukee Bucks, first trip since 1973. Uh, Fun fact, the last time the Milwaukee Bucks made uh, the finals, finals, they had a guy on their team named Lou Alcindor. That's how bad bad it was. Sir, who is Lou Alcindor referred to as today? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. They ended up, I believe, winning that finals, and then he requested a trade to the Lakers. Lakers, (laughs) And everyone knows that. Everyone knows Kareem as the Laker guy. Yeah. Uh, he became the best uh, or the number one scorer points in all, all of NBA history. Yeah. Sky hook. The Skyhook. Um, they're back, man. And let's talk. Uh, first things first, I want to talk about the fan experience because yeah. Yeah. this is so sentimental for us Raptors fans. Um, it's reminiscent of, 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 how of we when felt. we made our run and we made the finals for the first time. Yeah. But who who which fan base are you most happy for? Are you happy for the fan base that endured a team that was absolute trash, the bottom of the barrel in the league? Yeah. 
finally make the finals or are you more hyped for the fan base that was on the door every year and knocking, had a good team, disappointed every year, and yeah. is finally there? Because those Man, are two different experiences. Why, I'm, I don't know. We, I think we relate better to the Bucks fan experience because the Raptors for a long time were that team knocking on the door. LeBron again, LeBron again, LeBron again, and not being able to get over that hump and then Obviously, you trade for Kawhi and LeBron leaves the conference. Then, bam, you you break through and you win. So, that is the experience I most relate to. But I, I, I'm I personally want the Suns to win. So I'm I'm gonna go with their fans. Like their team was bottom of the league for years, and even when they did have MVPs like Steve Nash, they still couldn't get over the hump, right? So, um, I'm happy for their fans, man. Like it, it's a it's a dope experience. Imagine that that roller coaster of going from the worst team in the league. Almost making the playoffs in the bubble, um, and then making the finals that next year. Like that's crazy. That's a crazy turnaround. You know what? It's hard for me to decide which fan base I think mm-hmm. deserves it a little bit more because from you can make the case from both perspectives. I think of fans course. that endure garbage teams it's are tough. definitely it's tough on them. Uh, but it's interesting because if you ask from from a player's perspective, like, am I more happy for the Bucks who finally made that push, or am I happy for the Suns? Mm-hmm. I got to go with the Bucks here because, and I was telling you this off yeah. off air, but I got to go with the Bucks, man. Like, I believe you have to do your time. Like, you have to do your time. Your Chris dues. Paul did his time, but D-Book, Aiton, Bridges, all these guys, Chris Paul and Jay Crowder did their time, but all these other guys, main guys on the team, did not do their time. Yeah. Giannis, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, Drew Holiday, these guys have done their time. Mm-hmm. And now they're making that push. Like, they got there. I'm so happy for these guys over here. Yeah. Not that I'm not happy for the Phoenix Suns. I just think they're they're a little spoiled right now. These I think these fans are a little spoiled. They didn't they didn't get the uh, like when you think about the Raptors run right. We had the first round exit against the the Nets. We're like you know what we we're here. It. We made it's it. It's the playoffs. It doesn't matter. We don't care. Then the next year you get swept. You're like bro, what? Uh, <laughs> you know like, what? <laughs> and then you have expectations and you you start knocking on the door and then you make big trades and and then same thing with the Bucks man. First round exit against us. We kicked them in the first thing. round. Then they Same come back thing. and Giannis MVP and chokes in the in the playoffs. And they yeah. signed Drew Holiday. And now yeah. they're finally here. Uh, the fan base is is it feels like uh, you know a friend of the show, Steve Sabatini, made it to the local Milwaukee yeah. News, yeah. Uh, saying you know I've waited my whole life for this. Thirty four years. years. His voice cracked because he was about to cry. <laughs> uh, but shout out to Steve, man. Congratulations to the Bucks. Uh, both fan bases, I think, deserve it. Both definitely both sets of players deserve it. Yeah. Uh, who do you think, or what's your pick for the finals? This is a really, really tough one. This one is let's let's do a prediction. Sans Giannis, and then with Giannis. So we're gonna I, assuming I, he's not gonna play, or he's gonna. Okay, here's there's the no other. way so he's not gonna play. He either doesn't play or he plays at seventy percent or less. There's no. I don't believe in like my heart that he's not gonna play. There's no way Giannis is gonna go to a finals and not play. Maybe he'll miss a game one just to get the knee right. But to be out for a series, there's no way. Like, he wants it. You can tell he wants it. He's so happy to be there. Um, this is a, a very hard finals to predict. Both teams are great defensively. Um, both teams have uh, different amounts of firepower in different spots, right? You know, the forward position for, for the Bucks is, is, is amazing. Um, they don't really have a good two-guard, though. But the Suns have a great two and a great one. So I'm going to – okay. Giannis at 70%, I think the Suns will take that one, uh, and they will take that one in in six games. 
Giannis at not or you want to go Giannis and not not playing at all or do you want to go? Or less? It's tough. It's a very tough decision. Seventy or, seventy or less, the Suns take it. If he's better yeah. than seventy, uh, the Bucks take it in uh, in six. I think. I think with Giannis healthy, I don't see the Suns take being able to kind of mm. withstand his dominance. I've known you for a long time. I respect you. Yeah, you're wrong. I yeah. think. <laughs> uh, I don't think it matters. I think whichever way you slice it, Phoenix is the better team. Really? Wow. Uh, and that's primarily interesting. To me, that's primarily. I because thought you were going to go Bucks. I'll tell you why, and it's not because of talent. Because I think the Bucks have tons of talent. Yeah. When you talk depth, I think Phoenix has better depth. I think their bench is a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, you get the Sarichs off the bench, the campaigns off the bench, mm. um, a couple other guys I'm, I'm forgetting about. But um, it starts at the top with Bud, Bud. and Monty, and. Monty Williams just played a series against the number one adjusting coach in the NBA, yeah. in Ty Lue. Yeah. That's what he's known for. He's made incredible comebacks. He's, he had coached a 3-1 comeback in the finals. Yeah. He had coached the Clippers in a couple comebacks this year. So there's no doubt he makes his adjustments. He's a smart guy. And every single time he adjusted, Monty came back and he readjusted. What's one thing that Bud doesn't do? Does not adjust, but maybe that will be a Monty's Achilles heel. You don't know. Doubt it. Doubt it. Uh, but that be uh, if that were to work out. That I would be personally think that it's going to come down to that because I think it, there's so much strategic coaching that takes place mm-hmm. in the finals and adjustments that need to happen. And because here, like when I envision this, Brooke Lopez, when when Giannis is on the court, is a seven-three shooting guard. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to take. Aiton out of the key because I think that they can press up other guys on him. That, like he's not a, really a threat. Like to me, he's like their fourth offensive option if Giannis is on the court. Mm-hmm. Aiton stays in the in the paint. He's a pretty good paint defender, seven yeah. footer. He might disturb a little bit. There's a possibility there, yeah. And especially if Giannis is, you know, at the end of the day, I don't think he's going to be 100. percent He's not going to be 100. percent I, I agree. It's with that. not a. It's not going to be 100. Mm-hmm. percent So if he's playing. With in the back of my mind, I'm trying to avoid structural damage at all costs. Mm-hmm. DeAndre Ayton might really cause some problems. Mm-hmm. Now, I in the last series had sort of passively predicted that John Collins would give him some problems. That didn't happen at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think you know, Ayton's a seven footer. There's you can't. The numbers don't lie. Yeah, he's seven two. That's just what it is. So I don't know. It's going to be a very interesting series. One thing to really look out for, in my opinion is um, Deep Book and Drew Holiday because I think that that's going to be an interesting matchup matchup for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, Another one is if they put Drew Holiday on Chris, P.J. Tucker on Booker. Yeah. They have a lot of different naggy options to throw at Booker. Even they'll throw Pat Content on him just to nag him, just to be a pest. P.J. Tucker was watching Pat Bev and taking notes. But that's a thing, though, too. We saw Deep Book, you know, have a lot of trouble with Pat Bev. You know, if they can imitate that, if they can... Still, to just disturb D book. I know D book was fresh off that injury too, playing with the mask. That's tough too. But Pat Bevel did a great job of you know of, of of disturbing him, just getting under his skin, getting under you know uh, on on any attack he had. So if they can mimic that, they don't and they slow him down. Um, that's something great. And, and, and like you said, I'm sure Drew took some notes. I'm sure they're I'm sure they're watching and they're seeing, they're yeah. scouting. So it, it it's but for the most part, you know, like. It's still a fairly unpredictable series, and it's very tough to 
to decide on a winner because any team can take it, in my opinion. And it's been my, like the all My prediction is Suns and seven. Suns and seven. I think we're gonna get home. I think we're gonna get a game seven I final. I would love that, man. I think we're gonna get a game seven final. So I'm gonna go Suns and seven. You got Bucks and six. Mm-hmm. The classic line. Bucks and six. Um, yeah. we're excited for it. Let's yeah. let's talk about some international basketball. Let's move. Oh, yeah. Let's move over a little bit before we wrap up this week because <sighs> there's a couple things. You're 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 sighing because you're embarrassed. Not because embarrassed. It's let down. A little you bit, should be you know? embarrassed. I mean, your home your home country didn't qualify. My home country, Slovenia, we qualified. Uh, so I, I was very happy about that. I celebrated yesterday with my Slovenian brothers. Well, well what's the what's the phrase that they were saying in the Luca? Oh man, but yeah, let's talk about Canada oh, being man. the second most NBA on, players man. on the roster. In all of world basketball, and they do not qualify, and they lose to the Czech Republic to Thomas Sadoransky, who can't even get minutes on the Chicago Bulls. You have a roster of eight NBA players, and Andrew Nicholson is your starting center. Uh, I'm not going to blame the coaching. I think this is a whole personnel thing, and this is terrible. It didn't work. It's terrible for Canada basketball because we're known to be soft. Yeah. And for you to have that many NBA players, it just clearly goes to show every NBA Canadian player that played is just a role player. There's no guy. It's just it was Wiggins, and then a what? bunch of role guys. What sucks is that those role guys can't even beat guys who don't even are not even role guys. You know what I mean? And you do to lose an OT against a Thomas Sadoransky shot. Like, come on! And then like there's they so shouldn't much, have even been an OT. They made a crazy there's comeback. There's so much talent on that team. That's why it's frustrating. And and Nick Nurse is he's a, he's a great coach. Um, you were about to crap on him for a bit. You're like, oh, he no, 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 no. He's, he's I almost coach. did that too. <laughs> it's, That's it's, why I it, avoided the coaching. It, it's it's tough to 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 put together a team, you know, in one summer and see what they can do. But everybody has that same problem. It just sucks. Like, and you know, Nick Nurse was on going on to say before the summer started that this is the golden era of, of Canada basketball, and yet they still can't even qualify for the Olympics. You know, we do we are in the golden era. We've got so much great talent, but they just can't seem to piece it together, and that's the rough part. Um, sucks to miss. Guys like Shea, um, Jamal Murray, obviously, I think, you know, you hope that um, they would have made a huge difference, even though we shouldn't need those guys to beat teams that we should have beat. Yep. Um, so definitely disappointing, man. And then you see Slovenia, who has never qualified in their history. I know. They only have Luka. We've been waiting a long time it. for this, man. Well, yeah. Like a back, out, back home, it was just yeah, been, yeah. you know, a long time coming. And <laughs> the fact that we were able to go there and, you know, be led by our guy. Our it's, about eight, that, it's about damn time for you guys. Our 21-year-old. Man, it's been a long time coming for us to Slovenia. Viva Luca. That was that was what they were saying. Uh, but man, just insane. Uh, Luca made some headlines this week because he said he'd rather win a gold than win an NBA championship. He'd rather win gold for his country. That's huge. And man. I just want to explain to some people who may take offense to that that you are Canadian, and whether you like it or not, there's no patriotism in this country. Yeah. At the very least, TSN or Sportsnet could have aired the qualifiers. They didn't. Yeah. They were impossible to watch. Yeah. Um, maybe not impossible because I think the, se- the last one was on CBC. Mm-hmm. But it goes to show you how yep. they value the Canadian sports. Yeah. But when you come from a country that has that patriotism pride. and that much yeah. pride and you wear your country on your sleeve, you understand that a lot of soccer players would rather win the World Cup for their country than, their club. than win their club yeah. title, right? So... I get it. I'm not offended by it at all. I love it, and I want to see him get the gold. I don't think he'll get the gold, but I'll tell you what, man. I watched their highlights of the game that they qualified, and there's another guy on that team that's a sniper. Yeah. I don't know his name, but, man, he was impressive. 
he was impressive. So I, 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 I'm excited. I'm, I'm going to be watching that tournament. I think it's going to be good basketball. Mm. Nico Mannion, um, you remember that yeah, kid? Yeah. He's Italian. Oh, wow. He's playing for Italy. He's killing it. He led Italy past Serbia. They beat Serbia in Belgrade, Serbia. And, you know, I'm pretty sure OG plays for Team Nigeria. He is, yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's another big one, actually. In, they qualified as well. So it'll be a fun tournament for sure. Um, fun finals, fun tournament, fun Euro Cup semifinals yes, and finals as yes, well. Yes. Uh, so a lot of good, exciting sports coming up. And obviously, F1 is still obviously always running. Yeah. Uh, but with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I think we are done for today. Uh, you know where to find us, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, wherever you can like a picture, send a DM. We are there. Subscribe. Let us know what you want to listen to, and we will come at you next episode.